Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is A Lot To Learn with Austin Rogers. For the guy who knows everything, he's still got a lot to learn. Without further ado, here's Austin. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Uh, I don't even know what time it is because it is a podcast. So <laughs> it could be with whoever we are with at whatever time. Today we're with Tony Way. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. You have an interesting story, a strange path through life that I think a lot of people are going to find compelling. Uh, we're going to start at right now. Okay. You renovate and flip homes, but you do it with an artistic flair. You actually turn a home into, you turn a house into a home. You're not doing, uh, you're not doing the, the, the bones and the, you're not doing the bones and the skeleton. You're actually turning a place that was iffy into a bespoke curated experience Right? Well, you make it sound so fancy. <laughs> well, well, I've seen the photographs. And by the way, you're going to be looking at the photographs of what Tony has uh, been doing on the Instagram page that probably drove you to this podcast in the first place. So mm-hmm. it's really crazy because, you know, my brother's a contractor. He rebuilds homes. Oh, wow. But then he just selects fixtures. Uh-huh. And then that's the end of it. Yeah. He's not doing colors. He's not doing art. And you're doing the whole experience. Sure, yeah. So, you know, I do real estate, home renovations, and interior design. Um, but full disclosure, I don't have a real estate license. I don't have a contractor's license. And I definitely did not go to school for interior design. Um, sort of live by the old Hollywood motto of, Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, (laughs) right. Um, Yeah, so without getting into your uh, legal legal, (laughs) legal issues, uh, so you are purchasing homes Mm -hmm. that you've you've seen and you've got an eye for them. And you're like, this one, there's potential in this one. And now walk me through it. You find find a home with a potential. Uh Uh, What's the criteria for that? Well, location, location, location. Okay. He always says that. Um, But, you know, sometimes you're just priced out of the great locations. You have a fixed budget of how much you can spend on a particular home. Um, You you move forward based on that sort of price range. And then you obviously allot for some, um, you know, back end, you know, for for the actual renovation. The the expenses incurred, yep. Exactly. Besides buying the home. Yep. Um, and then calculate the markup. Then, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, but when you're walking through the home, I mean, you're sort of, I mean, th- this becomes a gut reaction type of thing. You're, you're, you're just feeling out what is at the bottom of this house in terms of what is the story that this house can tell you? So give me an example. Uh, you, yeah. you know, you just saw you just saw one that was a dud. Uh-huh. And you go into this next one, you go, ah, this is the one. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing when you walk through? Because you're assume, I'm assuming you're seeing an empty, just an empty home with well, sometimes it's not empty. <laughs> oh, sometimes there's still stuff in it. Well, sometimes the homeowner's uh, stuff is still in it. Right. Uh, sometimes that clouds your judgment. Because uh, you see how someone else lived in it, and you're like, oh, this should be the living room. And you're like, should it? <laughs> should it? Yeah. Or is it a drug den? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, so well, let's let's just say it's it's a, it's a bare-bones house. You know, uh, yeah. it's got the generic white or taupe-colored walls. Oh, and the taupe yeah, in the early yeah. 20. 20- Tens. Yeah, yeah, it's got that. It's got that uh, that pottery barn color to oh, it, for sure. And you know, it's got the iffy floor, yeah. but you see something great in it. Uh-huh. How do you how do you see something great in what I just I would just see as oh, it's a blank house, and I'm going to put a couch in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you 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 sort of feel out the potential of the house, the potential, and here I'm going to talk about story again, the potential for a great story, because, and I should just say, you know, at the heart of 
of design, home renovations, whatever. For me, I'm telling a story. Right. And so when you see the potential in the story, yeah. let's tell why you see everything in stories. Okay. Because you have an interesting <laughs> background that brought you quite circuitously to home renovation and real estate because you have a master's in film, correct? I do. I I have an MFA in film from Columbia University, Mm -hmm. uh, putting that to good use. Well, well, no, it seems like you are because you're seeing everything as a narrative. So let's let's go with the translational facilities, I don't know, the translational Mm -hmm. qualities of I've been schooled in narrative structure. And you're picking up narrative structure and you're dropping it in an industry where narrative structure is really not a thing. But it is a thing because you're creating it that way. design for me is visual storytelling. So, you know, uh, I could just walk you through that... well, let's let's start at the end, and then we'll, we'll move. Yeah, forward. well, that's that's so, how let, a great start. that's how a great storyteller <laughs> okay. often writes. Correct? <laughs> sure. You, you I know, know I, I know how it's going to bang up. Uh-huh. Yeah. How do I get there? All right. So, so let's talk about this finished house. Yeah. Um, for me, when I'm looking at a house and I'm doing a top to bottom renovation, I look at it as a self contained movie. For example, right? You know, and every movie has a clear beginning, a middle, and an end. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're walking through the house and you're going to particular rooms. I like to call them like the scenes in a movie. Right? Yeah. And uh, in every scene uh, of the movie, there's the mise-en-scene, right? Yep. It's film technology. Tell, term. Tell, tell, tell them. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> if I have to uh, kind of ar- articulate what mise-en-scene means, and my French is so terrible, <laughs> uh, is, uh, is basically accumulation of... The visual stuff, the visual goodies, you know, like the production design, yes. the lighting, yes. uh, the way it's framed, yes. you know, the vignette of the place. And also how it's the whole gut feeling of the cumulative yeah, aspect. The swirl of visual sort of um, storytelling. Yeah, you know it, you know it when you see it because certain directors, you know, you can see the feeling of a Wes Anderson in just right. a quick, sh- quick shot. Yeah. You know, like, just it flashes on the screen really quickly on a commercial. You go, that's Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. How do you know it? Because of the mise-en-scene, you know? Yes, yes. You know, uh, Kubrick, you know, yes. boom, I got it. Absolutely. Spielberg, you might have to watch a little bit longer, but then you see the Spielberg move, and you're like, <laughs> yes, I got it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And you know what, what great uh, filmmakers, great storytellers do uh, is, you know, obviously we're talking about a particular scene or a particular room in the house, whatever. We, we equate that as a scene, right? Uh, what they do so well in terms of telling the story from beginning to middle and end is that there is a narrative arc, right? Yes. That you're traveling through, an emotional arc sometimes. You know, um, it takes you high, it takes you low. Yeah, you've you're got... F- you're getting the feel. Well, I hope you don't like put in like a shitty room in the middle of a house. So, so you've got you've got the climax when you get to the good room. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I had a great um, I had a great screenwriting professor once uh, who who always talks about the midway point of the movie, right? Right. This well, you where... got to have this the conflict, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, this is also where like something magical or unexpected happens. Like, right. For example, in Harry Met Sally or whatever they. They kiss at, at the top of whatever skyscraper. Where did they go? Were they in New York? I or haven't seen s- Harry. No, you're no, thinking it's sleepless, sleepless in Seattle. Seattle. Sorry. Oh, my God. Wrong Meg Ryan, man. Yeah. I'm like, Harry met Sally. In the <laughs> middle of the movie, they were, I think they were flashback to college in the middle of the movie. Ah, uh, yeah, so sleepless, in sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. They share a kiss at yeah. the midway point yeah. on top of a roof. Right? Yeah. It's a very... Yeah. Uh, you're, you're like sort of building up to that moment. Right. And the, the reason why the midway point, you know, we're sort of jumping off topic. No, no, no. There is no off topic, okay, by the okay. way. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we're, 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 we're going Tarantino on this, completely oh, out of order. And then we'll, put, it, we'll, okay. put, the, we'll put the story together <laughs> afterwards. Cool. Okay, cool, cool. Um, well, so, you know, at the midway point, my professor always says that's an important point in the movie because that's usually where uh, people start faltering, you know, in terms of their attention span mm-hmm. because things are dragging a little too long or, or things are, you know, taking a little too long to develop. And all of a sudden you have to like... You've got a thunderclap. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. So the midway point is very important. But uh, <laughs> jumping back, I was saying, uh, you know, all great filmmakers do this one thing. And it's so simple. And, and you know, I, I try to adhere to this 
sort of model uh, in my uh, home renovations and interior design is that there's always, you could have a great scene, you could have a wonderful scene, but if the scene itself is not in relation to the other scenes in the movie, mm -hmm. it's just crap. You're not really telling a story with an emotional arc. Right. right? You just you hit the nail on the head for once, but yeah. you didn't keep the... You didn't keep the whole narrative going. Yeah, so yeah. You, and there's no connective tissue from scene to scene. So and let's go room to room. You okay. know, it, let's let's walk through a, a virtual Tony Way home. Okay. You know, okay. Uh, well, let's start at the sidewalk. Oh my God! Okay. No, yeah, really. Okay. Like I'm, I'm well, so I'm sure this is innate to uh, you. Like you are, you already pre-visioned this. And thus, it's probably hard to talk about, but I think it'll be really cool for people to see okay. like how one could visualize what's going to happen with a home right. from, you okay. know, you're at the sidewalk. What sure. do you want to see? Okay. Well, I'll just use uh, the, the last head-to-toe uh, renovation that I did. Mm -hmm. It was a Spanish colonial home uh, in L.A. Uh, in the neighborhood of Atwater Village. Uh, let's see. So the previous owner... Well, she was 104 when she passed away, so. What? Yes, um, and uh, you know, she, was, she was a yoga instructor, so I guess the. Yeah, uh, maybe the, it works. Yeah, <laughs> the moral of this story is we should all do yoga. <laughs> um, but that aside, you know, she was 104 when she passed away, so there was a lot of deferred maintenance to the house, right? That was um, a very generous way. Well, <laughs> despite the fact that she was very agile and uh, she taught until her late 90s. Wow. Uh, yeah. So she, she lived upstairs. She taught downstairs. It was an upstairs, downstairs duplex. Got it. Um, and, um, and at that time, I actually happened to have lived next door. And not that I was counting down the days till she passed away, <laughs> but, you know, like, <laughs> she was 104. And, um, you know, and, and this is a little sad. Uh, she, you know, you can hear her at night, like, moaning. And oh, right man, there, that's so. tragic. Yeah, and uh, sometimes we would check in on her as she had a 24-hour home care nurse. And we would just check in, be like, hey, is she okay? Of course... You know, the 24-hour home care nurse uh, spoke no English mm -hmm. at all. And despite having six years of studies in Spanish, I can you say didn't, barely you, yeah, anything. You, you didn't get it either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it was a lot of, uh, you know, emotional gestures of, hey, you know, is she okay? <laughs> yeah, the okay sign. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so I just jumped totally off topic. Um, but anyway, um, I guess we can start with... Um, well, so so I'll 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 help yes, you please, I'll help please, you a little please. bit. In I'm a I'm a car nut. Okay. And there's something in the car world called a parking lot pre, uh, parking lot presence, right? If you've got you know the the beige jelly bean shaped SUV, mm -hmm. everyone's got the beige jelly bean shaped SUV. So if you're gonna get an SUV. You want one with parking lot presence. It's got to be a different color, or it's a rare, more obscure brand, or it's something that, you know, from the lineup of all the beige cars, you can go at a distance, a hundred, you know, a hundred, two hundred yards, and go. I see my car from here. Mm -hmm. Parking lot presence in the sea of beige. I've got that. I know that one's mine, right? So I think you're looking for parking lot presence in the home, right? You're going down the block, and you go, I know that one's mine. Y yes and no. Yes and no. Oh, okay. I, I'd like to just counter that a little and say, you know, like, okay, so everybody always asks me, you know, like, what, what is your design, like, what is your go-to design style? And I always say, I don't have a particular style, you know? Like, instead of my dictating what the style of the house, what the design should be, I allow Flip the it. house. Yes. I let the house tell me what it should be. Got right? it. And uh, one key thing that I always say to to clients, and I, I do this when I'm renovating my own homes, is architectural integrity, right? You, I mean, I've lived in L.A. almost 10 years. I've seen some architectural Frankensteins of houses. It's just like a mishmash of, of things. Right, because like, it was built in 1927. Yeah, and, and it was someone threw Spanish something bungalow. on in 54. Yeah, yeah, and then you threw something on in yeah. 54 and then something on in the 70s. And God forbid, in the 80s, oh gosh, that's, <laughs> that's a terror. Um, but, you know, um, 
throughout the, the decades and the generations. There's just been things that have been added on, uh, things that have been deleted, and it becomes an architectural Frankenstein. Right. right? And so, you might not, would you necessarily pass on one of those? Not necessarily. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, some some of them have potential. I mean, especially when you when you know you sort of gauge the the budget of how much it would be to restore the home. So you know, like when I, whenever I talk about home renovations and and design and stuff like that, I never say I'm a flipper because that to me just takes away the heart, of, right? Of the work. You're you a know? restorer. Yeah, I, you're I, you're 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 paying homage. That adds, adds a little prestige to but it. But no, <laughs> you're 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 paying homage to the original intent yes. of the home. Yes. And bringing it back to like it's it it's it's architectural integrity. character. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You want okay. to respect the integrity of the house, right? You know, in its original style. You also want to in, uh, sort of respect the the integrity of the community. So so when you were talking about the parking lot. Um, the, the the car in the right, parking lot right. and how it stands out and uh, stuff. Ah, like you that. might not want the bright red house. I see what you're saying. <laughs> right, right. You want to to be respectful to your community. You want to be a part of the community. Cars move, houses don't. <laughs> location, location. Yeah, location. yeah. So <laughs> if you're the eyesore on the block, you're the dickhead. <laughs> that having said that, you know that doesn't mean that you're you're sort of uh, in design prison. You know, like there are, are certain. Uh, uh, sort of branches and tentacles that you can, you know, sort of, you know, add on, but respectfully. You all know? right, all right. Um, so, so for example, the Spanish colonial house. Sure, know, it's it's uh, seen its ups and downs. It was built in 1931. Um, it was two levels, upstairs, downstairs, duplex. Um, but when it was first built, it was built as a single family home. Right. Right. So the first thing I wanted to do was turn it back to a single family home. Uh, and the second thing I wanted to do was uh, to, to sort of pare down certain things that uh, have been added on to, especially this one in particular, I guess, had a lot of add-ons in the 70s. Um, yep. So there's a lot of shag carpeting. Oh, uh, wow. And, and lots of colors. So every single room of the house had a different color. Um, it was just, you know, when you walked in, it's sort of like a... Uh, a visual assault on your eyes right. type of thing. So, you know, the second thing that I wanted to do was to to tone it down, tone it down, right? Um, but having said that, what I always love doing is not only do I research the architectural history of the house, but I also like to pay homage to the uh, the previous owners who flipped there. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to really? celebrate the lives. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's also a part of, you know, like giving them a stamp of approval for, you know, thank you for for having taken care of this house. Thank you for, you know, adding character to it, good or bad, you know, but you're acknowledging the fact that there were other people who were caretakers of this house and that, um, you know, you're, you're sort of taking, taking the reins over or, or, you know, like there's uh, there's a sense of stewardship to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a passing on. Yeah. Right. Uh, Cause Um, you know, I, I just drove by my family house mm -hmm. that I, you know, we moved out of maybe five, seven years ago and I just drove by it in uh, Westchester in New York Mm -hmm. and I go, Ah, like one of the barns, one of the walls fell off. And I'm like, oh, really? Come on. This is my childhood home. And you guys, (laughs) you guys ain't doing it right. (laughs) Yeah, they're not paying homage to you. No, 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 no. So I actually, I I, I innately appreciate that sort of philosophy. Like, because when the kids are 40 years old and they come by with their Mm -hmm. kids and go, this is where mommy and daddy grew up. I hope they weren't living together when got married because that would be, that would be okay. Let's. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's for another yeah. episode. <laughs> I am not an expert on that, <laughs> and nor are we in. I was going to say Kentucky, the great state of Kentucky. Woo-hoo. I apologize immensely for that comment. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, going back to the previous owner, I mean, she was 104. She moved in there with her husband in the late 60s, right? Yeah. Um, so, so they've had a really lovely long life there. <laughs> yeah. Know? Uh, if my math, um, I know I'm Asian, I should be good at math, but what, what is that? Like a f- almost 50 years, right? It's, it's 60 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I'm really bad at math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 55, 60 years, mm-hmm. depending on when in the fifties or sixties it was. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, 
her her husband had passed away earlier on, and uh, you know she was she was basically there by herself until she got older and she had home care nurses uh, with her. But um, you know uh, the first thing I wanted to do was. I wanted to learn about her story. Mm -hmm. Like that was important to me. Right. uh, Paying homage to the previous owners. Um, And uh, it turned out that she wrote like, she published seven or eight books and they were obviously hard to find because they're not in, um, they're, they're not being made anymore. Right. 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 But I found a couple in the basement. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. So, so I, I totally read a few of them. Uh, Two of them were like, semi-autobiography. So yep. like, I learned about her. Get a lot of ammunition yeah. to incorporate her yeah. story into the new home story. Yeah, and I love doing research, um, you know, in, in terms of... I mean, I, I did this when I was trying to, to make a career in film and TV. You know, I did a lot of research. And I think jumping a little further back, the whole research component of, of I guess, my passion is uh, I, I also used to be... Uh, uh, I stud- I majored in neuroscience <laughs> in mm-hmm. college. So again, I was I think I was talking to you before we we came on about my circuitous route to here. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. Everywhere. Um, but uh, prior to all that, I was a neuroscience major. So research research is, is a big very, deal. The story is yeah. a big deal. The story is so a now big deal. okay. So yeah, so, so what kind of so what kind of elements of um, this uh, this woman's life did you incorporate mm-hmm. into the home, and how did you how did you stitch together your your scene telling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure. So um, she was half French, half Algerian. Uh, she grew up in Algiers. Um, so, and uh, she was, I guess it was called a war bride. Um, you know, she she came to the states in World War Two. Oh, after she married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she met soldier. an American soldier yeah, and came yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. Who was uh, I guess stationed somewhere in North Africa. Yep. Um, so they met and then she came over here. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then it it details, uh, a little later on, uh, you know, her, her, her life and how she got into yoga, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I wanted to pay homage to her, uh, her origin story. Right. Right. right? Um, so, you know, I, I, I chose some tiles that were of, you know, like North African sort of uh, decor yep. uh, uh, styles that uh, or colors that uh, sort of adhere to uh, sort of the the um, Moroccan or Algerian sort of architecture, white right? Stucco walls, you know, the tiled roofs, yep. and whatnot. And um, well, hell, the the Spanish style mm-hmm. is Moorish influenced in the first Absolutely. place. So yeah, there was a lot. You've of already dialogue. got. You've already got. Right. Due to the fact that the, this the 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 mission was it mission style is that what it's called down here a Spanish colonial Spanish yeah. colonial yeah the Spanish colonial is that the same as mission style no I think mission style is I mean they have similar elements but the mission style was um, I think it was a little more sprawling and it was not not as so this one was like a two story, right? Right, right. Style, I think it was would be a, would be a, a one story, one story yeah. spreading okay. out. I guess. But that's it. So even though it's Spanish colonial, it's still got like in its essence, sort of North African bones. Absolutely, yeah. because there was some sort of dialogue, cultural dialogue between. Yeah, it was uh, from Spain. Yeah, and, it was from seven eleven to fourteen ninety two. Not like <laughs> wow, anyone's counting. Okay. Wow, <laughs> I forget who I'm sitting next to. <laughs> okay, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, so anyway, um, you know, that, that, that was sort of the icing on the cake, as they say, um, in that, you know, there was a Spanish colonial house, and I got to add uh, sort of visual elements to it that were appropriate for right. the house. You know? Now, when you're, when you're doing this and creating this story, yeah. do you have a specific client in mind? Uh, like someone's looking for something, mm-hmm. or are you more speculative or is it is it both or neither yeah great question it depends on who the client is but you know for this particular house um i knew that i wanted to move into it so a lot of times when i buy investment properties Mm -hmm. i would physically move into it Mm -hmm. and sit on it for a good uh two years yeah um that that allows me the tax break yeah uh when i go to sell so um and you add another notch into the story too sure yeah. yeah 
You mean like in terms of my own story? No, in well, but in terms of one, your own story, uh-huh. and two, in terms of the story of the home. Because when the when the seller, when the buyer comes to go see it, you're like, let me tell you how I built this home. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There, there's always uh, everybody loves a good story, right? right? And whether you're telling the story through the actual house or you're telling the story through your own lived experiences in the house, I mean, you know, you're sort of the face. I mean that in uh, that in my mind, like would. It, if I, I, I'm not buying the house market right now, but if I went in and I met you and you're like, well, let me tell you how I built this house. You built it? Yeah. Well, here's what I did. What? And here's the woman beforehand. We'll be like, this guy's really cool. I think I want to live here, you know, <laughs> rather than just like, you know, the broker walks in and it's like, yeah, it's got a kitchen somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the Brooklyn's for the, the, the broker's from Brooklyn in 1952. <laughs> she sounds like, um, remember on Friends, uh, Joey had an agent. Yes. Like yes. Hey, yes. Hey, I'll get you the pot. Just yeah, shut up. Just hold on a minute. <laughs> no. So that, that would actually, you know, you could probably tack. Are we going to get hate mail from people from Brooklyn? Oh, no, I mean, no. okay, wait, we could stop that. Brooklyn blows. Okay, no. there we go. I hey, li- I used to be from Brooklyn. Hey, I live in Manhattan, so Brooklyn is a suburb of Manhattan, and it's where people go with uh, no idea. I- no, it's where people go if they don't have any better ideas. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move to Brooklyn. Now, you're, you're, you're literally from Eugene, Oregon. Uh, okay, Kentucky, Eugene, Oregon, and Brooklyn. Check, check them off the list. All right, right now. so hate mail from all of that. <laughs> No, but uh, uh, back to back to the story. Yeah. It sounds sort of like uh, if if I were the seller and I come in and you tell me this story and also why you lived here and blah 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 blah, I'd be like, and you're like, and by the way, here's the asking price. I'd be like, yep, that's fair. I don't think I'm going to haggle with this. I'm sure people are always haggling, sure, yeah. but but I I you maybe could start the bar a little well, higher because sure. you're like this has the character and the lived in nature and the story and stuff. And like, if I was coming with like a young family or a young wife or something like that, I'd be like, a young wow, wife? a young wife, <laughs> a wife full okay, stop. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Wow. We are off the train. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, are you interviewing me now? <laughs> I am so lonely. Jedi mind um, <laughs> no, I, I would be like, I'd be like, honey, wow, isn't this a great story? And we can continue on this story, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think I see value in that. Yeah. yeah, and then you can also add in your own elements right. later on, right? So jumping back to uh, the, the continued, um, you know, sort of celebration of past lives lived there, you know, um, there was, okay, so I was, uh, you walk into the kitchen and the kitchen is just completely blue, Uh Head to toe blue. The cabinets are blue. The countertops are blue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the walls, whatever. Everything is blue. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And it's a very particular blue that you only see in a sort of... Uh, Beachside Mediterranean cities. I, you know? I think I'm picturing the blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, it was a definite design choice <laughs> by uh, the previous owners. Um, you know, this particular blue, and I didn't want to knock it, but there was a lot of it, right? Right. Um, so what I ended up doing was scaling it all back. I think in design, and I think in life too. 
everything in moderation, right? I, who, who said that, Ben Franklin? I don't know, but I do not adhere to that whatsoever. <laughs> There's zero moderation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you reached a certain point in your life, and you're like, I gotta start moderating. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have yet to reach that threshold. For you, <laughs> you have good stamina. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. So you pare it down. So you, yeah, you pare the it blue down. was there for a purpose. The blue was I'm there for keep a purpose. Some of the blue. Yeah, some yeah. of the blue. It was a definite design choice right. by somebody else. Right. Uh, not my choice, but you want to celebrate their choice. Right. right? Uh, the good, the bad, and the, the really ugly. Right. Um, and so what I ended up doing was, for the backsplash of the kitchen, I specifically chose a sort of blue that had that type of, you know, shade to yeah. it uh, as my homage to the previous owner right. uh, so in what, their life and I guess their cultural sort of heritage. Yeah, yeah, because people see things differently and mm-hmm. you're like, I don't actually see it like this, but they did and I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, now now you've gone through colors, mm-hmm. the bones of the house are solid, you know, it's, it's, it's structurally, it's fine and blah, 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 blah. I hear that you are... A champion dumpster diver. I am. Yeah. So, I mean, I I am a champion thrift shopper. Awesome. Uh, I, I never spend more than $7 on a shirt. And as everyone knows, I only wear, like, the same checked shirt. So I go to I the... I see it right now. I know. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. This was, like, $4.50. I go to the <laughs> same uh, Goodwill on 88th and 2nd Avenue, and I go in and I buy 15 shirts at a time. I just go... I choose them by what color I like and if they're checked or not. And only if they're checked. Nah, if they got dots, that's okay. But no, 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 just stripes. Stripes no are terrible. Uh, no, oh, no, I don't look, think I'm a paisley. But uh, no, but like yours, like dots. I've got a couple shirts okay. that have dots and cool. stuff. But uh, but I just grab like 15 of them and I don't even try them on because I buy them by size and you know. 13 or 12 of them will fit and I'll return the other three. Uh, so I consider myself a champion thrift shopper yeah. in that it's quantity. Quantity quantity works uh-huh. because if you get throw fifteen of one thing against the wall, ten of them will stick, and that's a that's a win. <laughs> is that is that uh, sort of your philosophy on dumpster diving? Oh gosh, uh, I think I'm a little more. Um, how, how do I? Uh, are choosy? you <laughs> right? Are you looking? What basically what I'm saying is, are you collecting a lot of objects and finding use for them later, or are you saying I want this object and I'm going to find it? Uh, no, I'm always just scouring dumpsters. Got it. Uh, so master dumpster diver for sure. Um, you know, I also, you know, I love doing the flea markets. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and just picking up roadside trash <laughs> and stuff like that. And basically, I think at the heart of it, I just like breathing new life to old things. Like, I appreciate the vintage quality of stuff. Mm-hmm. And somebody's trash could be, you know, my treasure. Right. Um, or, or the next homeowner's treasure or whatever. But I usually try to incorporate it in an install um, of a house. Um, and if I can't, um, I'm also uh, a, a sort of a connoisseur in all things yard sale related. Yeah. And... When I say yard sale, I also mean 2018's version of yard sale, like going online and using apps to sell right, stuff right, as right. opposed to having a physical yard sale. Right. right? So, you know, um, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. Uh, you know, we grew up in Jersey, single mom. She uh, she worked three jobs. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the sort of tiny house that we rented, all the furniture that we had were, you know, roadside pickups, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, scouring the yard sales in the neighborhood, and yes, the occasional dumpster dive. Um, and because I was always sort of artsy, you know, even back then, uh, it was it was my job to uh, rehab the the, the, <laughs> the treasures or slash trash <laughs> that we found right. uh, and to breathe new life into them and make it wholly you know, like our own. You know? So let's let's decorate. Let's decorate a room with uh, with found uh, found items. You know, what are you looking for? Do you know? Do you or is it? Do you know it when you see it? You're like, I know where this should go and what room it should be in. Yeah. Or is it like, I'm giving the building blocks and then I'm going to assemble it from? What's the process? Okay, sure. I mean, the first good. Uh, thing you got to always remember when dumpster diving or doing roadside pickups and stuff like that is 
it needs to be structurally sound. The whatever the chair or the the coffee table or whatever, it it, it can't be like falling apart because also time is money, right? You don't want to spend like a gazillion hours trying to like you know, install a new leg onto a broken coffee table, you know, because it was termite written or whatever. So you look for something that is structurally sound. Maybe, you know, like if it was a sofa, it had really tacky, you know, upholstery from the seventies or whatever. I have a phobia for some reason of, uh, suede. I don't know why. It's Uh, sort of weird. Oh, I do remember why. But I tried to not remember. You know mm-hmm. how, like, you have traumas in your childhood, and you're like... No, mine was perfect. Oh, great. No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I was beat up all the time. Oh. <laughs> well, so I think one point... I think we were in middle school. I was in middle school, and uh, we had picked up this... Oh, God. I don't know what the design was. I would say log cabin chic. Okay, yeah. Minus the uh. chic. <laughs> um, but it had some really nasty it was trying to be suede but it was definitely synthetic oh like ultra suede i think it's uh, called right oh god yeah yeah yeah. i think that was the the term for it it still is sadly um but i don't know we i I think we were going through i mean you're in middle school you're going through a lot of shit can we curse on i we can we just won't talk about it (laughs) sorry um yeah but you know you're in middle school you're going through a lot of crap you're dealing with stuff (laughs) right um and uh added to that you know we we were struggling for money and and so all of that added on was like a psychic trauma and then you go and pick up this like crappy you know like log cabin chic sofa and you put it in your family den and I just remember I'd rather just sit on our floor than then sit on, sit on the sofa. And all, all that all that bad feeling is associated with the micro suede. Yeah. Micro suede, is that what it is? Micro suede or ultra suede? Whatever. That material. Yeah. Um wait, how did we get here? Oh, I don't know. Where were we going? Dumpster diving. Yeah. We were dumpster diving. We were dumpster diving. Okay. Yeah. So now you're assembling a room and you're creating your scene, you know? Yeah. Uh, what, what was it? You're looking, okay. Oh, good bones. It's got to have good yeah, bones. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be structurally the sound. Has to have good bones, you yeah. know? Uh, oh, we were talking about ugly upholstery, right? So, <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, that's easily changed. You know, you All could right. do it yourself. Oh, good bones, good. Mm-hmm. Ugly upholstery. Fine, fix it. It's like a cosmetic thing. And, you know, uh, when I was younger, I I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, circuitous route to to (laughs) certain things in life. Um, But, you know, like I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. Not that I, I, you know, like I wanted to give people fake boobs or, or, can I say boobs? Yeah. Yeah, you could say boobs. Okay. Uh, Not not that I wanted. Boobs. (laughs) Boobs. Not interested. So <laughs> you don't say, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, reconstructive surgeries, plastic surgery as yeah, well. So there, yeah. there's a, yeah. So you but are, for some reason, yeah. you know, I was, I was always good in school and uh, for some reason I was, you know, grow up in an Asian household. I'm Chinese, uh, from Taiwan. And, uh, you know, you s- you're just born with certain expectations that you're going to be a doctor. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I was good in school. So, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course I'm going to be a doctor. But what kind of doctor can fulfill my artistic sort of passions? <laughs> Other than a reconstructive surgery. Sure. Yeah. yeah, because you're working on a human uh, it's 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 uh, this this happens often on this program where oh. like, you know, no, no, this is a good thing where we're where we've got it's sort of a way to like give hope to people like that where you are right now is not necessarily where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you might not actually be a doctor, but that passion can translate into yeah. you might not actually be a filmmaker, but right. that experience can translate um, into your life experience. And I, I, I like that sort of your, your uh, fulfilling, interesting story on that because here is all this life experience that it's like the uh, it's like Slumdog Millionaire, right? Oh yeah. You know, like at the end, they're like, "How did you know all of these things?" Because you shouldn't, because you're just the <laughs> kid from the slums. And he goes, "Well, here's what happened in my life." You go, "Oh, well, that's why he would know those yeah, things." Yeah. Um, what what advice can you give for someone who 
wants to go into this because uh, you're not a flipper. You're no. you're more than that. You've got more artistic integrity than that. Um, what if someone thinks they've got this itch to scratch? What advice can you give to them to to get started or 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 if they're in this the beginning stages of it? What what can you give to them to excel at it and move to the next level? Yeah, um, that's such a good question. You know, and I've never really thought about it. I mean, certainly not for myself because it was just like a circuitous route to to getting here. Um, but I mean, I can only say it through my own experiences. It's just storytelling, right? right. You know, and you're you're scratching an itch for yourself. Are, are you, for example, do you want to tell stories, or or are you more into like the visual stimulations of of stuff, or are you like very handy? You know, like. I'm oh, right. semi-handy, you know, I don't have a contractor's license, but I know stuff, right? Right. Um, so are you, are you getting into it because you're, you're, you're a good craftsman, you know, like you can, you can do, like you, you, you did really well in woodmaking. In or woodworking. You don't actually, you don't actually make the wood. You don't actually make the wood. That's yeah. made for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're called trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch of, there's a whole bunch of avenues yeah. into uh, sort of uh, building, rebuilding and forging new homes. Like yeah. if you are the handy guy, well, maybe I'll, maybe, maybe that, Bad table's not a bad idea. I can I can actually fix it quick and easy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, what 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 advice would you have for a newcomer who uh, who's going your route? Who's going? I want to visually I want to visually recreate this home. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, there. I mean, you you look at multiple filmmakers. Like an Angley is very different from a. Tarantino, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're both tremendous storytellers, you mm-hmm. know, in their own way. One hits the emotions, the other hits, you know, like the blood. I don't know. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, you know, like it, it gets your your it gives you the tingles or whatever. Um, I I think I think like filmmakers, every designer is different, right? You know, I was saying prior, you know, I don't have a particular design style, right? right? I let the house tell me what it is. Right. But certain people are very, you know, design oriented in terms of I only do mid-century modern or I am boho chic right. or, or whatever else. I love, you know, oh, log cabins. We were talking about log cabins. Um, you know, so so it's all very different. I mean, I guess, I guess the only way I can sort of translate or, or expl- uh, answer your question is maybe talk about how I got into it. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was just thinking on the way here, I was like, how the hell did I find myself? And how the <laughs> hell does anyone find themselves where they are? Yeah. And then you think of it, and you're like, how the hell did you find yourself here? I'm like, how did I find myself here? Oh, I want a game show. All right, there we oh, go. Yes. That's, that's the end of that story. How much did you make? I $463,000. Yeah. Should we buy a house? I... You'd be surprised how little four hundred sixty-three thousand dollars ends up <laughs> actually Uncle Sam being. Some? <laughs> Uncle Sam in the great state of California, Ooh, then yes. backed up with the fine state, the Empire State of New York. They all, oh wow, yeah, they all took their yeah, share. They all, they all took their share. They're so like, well. this guy's a smarty pants. We're yeah, gonna take some this, stuff this guy, from yeah. him. And then, <laughs> then the letters keep coming and coming and coming. Um, yeah, so not really in the house buying uh, territory right now. All right, all right. but well, let's see. Let's let's see what uh what what tomorrow brings. Oh sure, yeah. sure. Tomorrow is always a better day. Yeah. I mean, like so for 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 me, like how I got into real estate, and you know because I obviously do home renovations and interior design, but mm-hmm. part of that is also real estate. You know, like looking for a house as a good investment, mm-hmm. or or just you know like looking for a house as a great project to fix up. You know, sometimes you want to scratch your financial itch. Sometimes you want to scratch your designer's itch. Okay, you know, so it's it's a it's a different thing um, depending on on time, the economy, your economy, <laughs> yep, uh, and uh, sort of the, the itches that are needing to be scratched but so, so so what was the uh what was the time where you're just like oh is this actually what i'm doing right now yeah i mean so i was on my way here i was like how the hell did i find myself here and i was running in my mind about the various sort of life lived experiences that i've had um you know 
dreams that I've I've had throughout <laughs> the decades and whatnot. You know, uh, going to film school, wanting to be a filmmaker, wanting to write for TV, or going further back, wanting to go to medical school, wanting to be a plastic surgeon, whatever. You know, like all these things. I was like, where did it all start? And I suddenly remembered that it started with my mom, and it started mm-hmm. with uh, my uh, sort of upbringing in the Jersey Shore. Um, so I remember, you know, I was saying that uh, my mom and I, uh, we didn't have a lot of money back then. And, um, you know, she was a single mom. Uh, she worked three jobs. And um, on the, the very rare occasion that she would have time off, one of our favorite pastimes was uh, to, to ride our bikes to the wealthy subdivision <laughs> and uh, tour their model homes, right? Right. We would, you know, like sit in their dining room, put our feet up, you know, in their living room, sitting on their sofa and stuff like that. But, you know, um, I guess thinking back, like, it was all fake furniture, you know, it was a model home. Right. And, and it was all pretty tacky, crappy stuff. Right. I mean, this was suburban New Jersey after yeah. all, right? Uh, and also in the 90s. So <laughs> it's just a lot oh, of yeah. Yeah, design oh, faux pas going I, on. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of black lacquer then. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, right? God, yes. Black black lacquer chairs with white cushions, right? Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, sometimes was, the white leather. Yeah, there were, some, there were some friends' houses who looked like that. Oh, uh, wow. Like uh, the house in Beetlejuice, right? <laughs> right? When they redo the house in Beetlejuice. Yeah. Or, oh, I was thinking Goodfellas. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. When, when Henry Hill. When Henry Hill, yeah. yeah. When he gets the, he gets the, the money. And the then tract mansion with his, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, but, so yeah, so we were sitting on all of that in the, the, the model homes, and we were like, you know, like, yeah, it was crappy, but, you know, to us, it was like being in heaven, you know, because... This is how the other half lives. Yeah, this yeah. is how the other half lives. And, um, you know, just for that, like, rarest and briefest moment we just let ourselves escape and just you know like imagine what it would feel like to to one day own our own homes right um and through that and through all the the various cities that i lived in i've I never forgot that that childhood dream, uh, that childhood dream that I had with my mom, of, yeah, you know si- sitting in a model home and then just imagining home ownership, right. Uh, I know that sounds really dull. Homeownership, like no, we're I grown mean, adults well, uh, or you know, it depends what you know, what levels of you know wealth or not yeah. wealth you were in. I mean, that's something that sure. I, I'm sure crosses many people's minds. Yeah. Mine was more like I wanted to be a dinosaur or something like that. Great. But uh, metamorphosis. No, I didn't. I didn't. Did that? No, it didn't work. Not it didn't work. work. Okay. Um, Would you be a vegetarian dinosaur? <laughs> Oh, I'm probably no, no, no. I'm probably fat enough to be one of those ones because they were the big fat ones. Were they, they slothful? Yeah, because, you know they ate a lot, con- continuously ate, and yeah, the, and didn't, didn't really work out. No, that's not like a T Rex no, with its small little claws. <laughs> what the hell are we fucking talking oh, about right. here? <laughs> yeah, so so going back, um, open houses. So okay, so we were going to we're touring model homes right. when I was a kid, right? right? And um, it, it it sort of ended up being a thing that I did regardless of what city I lived in, whether it was Providence or New York or, or LA or, or what, wherever else, you know, like I always made sure to go to open houses and especially here in LA because, um, you know, I was a East coast boy you yeah. know, growing up in New Jersey, going to school in New York and Providence and stuff like that. And, and all of a sudden, you know, I packed everything up and moved West to pursue my dreams in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look how that turned out. <laughs> well, um, apparently it turned out great. Okay, yes. So let's talk but, about your very first property. Okay. The very first one. Oh. And what, what can people learn from your mistakes from the first one? What did you do oh, right? What did you do wrong? What did I do right? What did I do wrong? Um, well, my first property that I uh, renovated, the, the one thing that I did wrong was... I let the contractor tell me what the it design trend is for the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And at that time, uh, this is just very subtle, but um, at that time, it was it was these um, accent strips that go uh, along your backsplash um, and also along your shower walls and stuff. Accent strips. Yeah. We'll just yeah. say accent strips. They're just like... Little tiles that are different from the the, the, majority the bulk tiles. of the tile. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, is that not a good trend? I mean, 
here, here's the thing. Everything is subjective, right? Uh-huh. What we're talking about in terms of design, it's all subjective. But this looks, th- does this look dated right but now? But it looks dated, right? Yeah. Because you, if you see an accent trip, you're like, okay, this house was renovated in 2011 or 2012. And uh, maybe pushing on 2013. If it was, then that means I was an Orange County developer who came and renovated the <laughs> house. Um, so, so I always look at those things uh, in terms of, oh, when was the last time this house was renovated? But, you know, um, and, and not to knock the accent strip. I mean, I, I fell for it when mm-hmm. <laughs> in 2011 doing my first home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put it in uh, the backsplash and some other places. Um, and it was fine. It's still no, it doesn't hold up. But, um, but you know, I, I think what I'm trying to get at is I let somebody else tell me what the, the, the design should be right. instead of feeling it in my gut of what is the story I wanted to tell. Also, this house, as cute as it was, um, you know, I, I didn't follow my, my, I mean, now motto, which is about architectural integrity mm-hmm. and stuff like that of, of, you know, the origins of the house. It was... I think it was a house built in the late twenties, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in in um, in West Hollywood. That's in, quite in old for out here. Yeah, and back then they were um, they were all Spanish bungalows, and mm-hmm. this was a Spanish bungalow. But sometime throughout the decades, um, it became a Cape Cod house. <laughs> um, really? Basically, like they they took away a lot of the uh, Spanish elements and of the put, house and, and put, put on the the, dis- the shingles yeah. and like the distressed cedar walls and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, which which look good, I guess. But I mean, it doesn't look good here. But it it, it, it was, makes no sense in Los Angeles, right? It does. It does in it does in like Rowayton, Connecticut. Sure, but, oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Rowayton. Oh, so were we going to get followers from there? Uh, I have at least one from there. <laughs> so, oh, great. So that will cancel out all the hate mail that we yeah, have from. Yeah, the one, the one follower <laughs> from Rowayton, Brooklyn, uh, yeah. wherever else. Uh, oh, in Orange County. I just, I just hated on everybody in Orange County. Ah, deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so. Um, yeah, so. Oh, the, was, the, was the mistake the property full stop? No. Okay. Because okay. that property, I bought that and <clears throat> I was able to renovate it. I sat on it for a good two to three years. Yeah. And then. Um, what was your return percentage wise? What was my return percentage wise? Yeah. I don't know. But when I when it came time to sell, I knew I wanted to turn that one house into two. Oh that's wow! Exactly what I did. What? Yeah. I mean, but it's also timing. I think part of real estate is timing. You know, like. I bought in 2011. Right. It was my first house that I renovated. Which was right after the trough, yeah. right? Or, <laughs> the, the trough. Well, yes. it's down the speed bump or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I bought it and, um, okay, well, so nowadays, if if any any of your, your listeners are, are looking at homes and making offers on homes, especially here in L.A., you know that houses are going 100000 over asking, 200000 over asking. Oh, is it you're, crazy right now? Yeah, because you're making offers... I mean, in order to compete, first of all, you got to compete with all cash apparently nowadays too. Um, but on top of all that, you're making offers that are 100, 200 over the list price, right? Back then, after, you know, like the, the, the recession and stuff like that, or during the recession, people who were um, lucky enough to, to, to buy houses or, or to, to make offers on houses, you were, you were making offers below asking. Mm-hmm. And you weren't competing with other people. Mm-hmm. Like this one house that I got, you know, my first house, I think it sat on the market for a good year before I came along. Um, and, um, you know, so like, yeah, I made some some weird design choices. I, I let people sort of dictate what, what to do um, uh, instead of sort of following my own gut instincts. But two, three years later, I mean, I think the month after I bought, I saw the value of the house start to rise. And of course that was, you know, like Zillow came along and you could like check in an yes. amateur way. See what my neighbors oh, are well, at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's my house worth these days and stuff like that. And, um, and uh, I just saw, you know, the, the prices going up and up and up. And here going back to, you know, my sort of childhood hobby of, with my mom of going to open houses. When I first moved to LA, 
I made sure to go to all the open houses in whatever neighborhood because LA is so sprawling and yep. there's so many different neighborhoods that really be like look like their own towns, you know? Oh no, that's right? yeah, that's exactly what LA feels like. It feels like not a city, but a bunch of a towns with main streets yeah. and a suburb and yeah. then a, another town next yeah, door. Yeah, absolutely. And um, because I'm a East Coast guy, I've never been to LA. Uh, I was like, okay, uh, what do I do? Well, do what I'm most familiar with, <laughs> go to open houses. But the good thing about that is I also learned about every neighborhood um, uh, around LA, you know, going all the way from Venice to all the way east to, you know, like Pasadena and stuff like that. Oh, Pasadena is not part of LA, but yeah. oh, oh, you know what No, I, mean. I, I got yeah, you. I going got to you. the neighborhoods and stuff, um, learning about real estate by default because I was trying to learn the lay of the land. Like, where am I? I'm this is a strange place and, you know, I want to learn more. And how do you learn more about a, a neighborhood or a town or a city? You hit the road. You hit the road. Yeah, you walk you around. the pavement, Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's fascinating. So now, now you know L.A. Yeah, so, so now, I knew L.A. Yeah. And uh, when it came time for, for me to buy, uh, I, I knew how much money I had um, and uh, where I could afford and, and whatnot. Um, and uh, I ended up buying in West Hollywood because it, it – just from all my sort of travels, open houses, it felt like the right neighborhood for me, the right neighborhood to buy in. And sure enough, the month after I bought, again, timing, yeah. uh, the month after I bought, you know, like prices kept on rising all throughout L.A., by the way. But in particular, in this West Hollywood niche, this West Hollywood pocket, uh, the pocket of West Hollywood, in a pocket of West Hollywood, <laughs> sorry, um, I started seeing the price just rise really, really astronomically. Astronomically. Yep, that's a word. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> English as the second language. Sometimes you don't know what you're saying. Um, yeah, and then two to three years later, I was like, you know, this is going crazy. Uh, I might, I might as well. And now, now play it's the a, game. Now it's a career. But now you know, it only yeah. made sense if I can turn one house into two. Right. Um, right. And okay, know. that's good. That's very good advice. Like, so don't sort of count on this to make your bread. Unless you you really did it right, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, nowadays, if I did, I had done the same thing in 2018. I don't think I can turn one house into two. Right, you know? right. It was just timing, timing. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, like I think timing and luck it presents itself in front of you, and the the other 50 percent is your perseverance, right? You're wanting to just like. Yeah, have everything by the balls. Yeah, and go for it. Right? Um, so what's what's next? What are you working on next? Do you have anything in mind? Are you working with a client? What's what's yeah. next? Well, I just finished with a client. Uh, we did a, a duplex in Echo Park, um, and uh, that was a, also a head to toe renovation. And uh, I just invested in my next piece of property. Uh, it's a mid century ranch built in nineteen fifty. 51, mm-hmm. 1951, so very mid-century. Nice. Um, yeah, and uh, it's in this little neighborhood, part of L.A., called El Sereno, uh, which, by the way, if people are being priced out of, say, you know, Highland Park, um, Silver Lake, Los Feliz, Atwater Village, all these, you know, like already already popped neighborhoods. Yep. I think this people is the pi- check out El Sereno. This is the pioneer neighborhood. That's right. And uh, I think I think if you, you buy there, yeah. you can help drive up my own. Exactly. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, uh, but yeah, you know, like, um, so I'm about to dive into another head-to-toe renovation, this one for myself. Uh, I'm also taking on clients. You know, for some reason, I don't have many Instagram followers, but for some well, reason, I got... Well, let's work well, on that. Yeah. Let's work on that? that. Yeah. What's your Instagram? Uh, what is it? Oh, see, uh-huh. <laughs> it's called Happy Glenn. H-A-P-P-Y-G-L-E-N. Yes. At, at Instagram, and you will see some of Tony's work. Yes. And I will also I like be, posting the befores and afters. Oh, so see, people see love that. I think I think you're going to have fun on his Instagram. And I'm going to show you. Check out my Instagram right now, Agra27. If you, if you follow me, you probably even know what my Instagram is already. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, check out my Instagram, too, to see some of these creative stories uh, that Tony has forged. And by the way, if you're in the LA area and you're in the market for a restoration or uh, a or new property, or you're looking for a good designer. 
DM DM Tony at Happy Glenn on Instagram. And I was telling somebody the other day, they were like, what, what does your job entail as an interior designer? I was like, great question. I think 90% of my job is talk therapy. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody just wants to be heard. And everybody has sort of design ideas, I think. You know, like, again, it's a subjective thing. Everybody has ideas. You know, like, when you go to Thanksgiving and your, like, uncle is like, hey, I got a script. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're in, like, Hollywood or whatever. No. <laughs> um, but, you know, same thing. Everybody has ideas, but everybody just wants to be heard. And what I always say to, to our, uh, my clients is, yeah, you know, 90% is talk therapy. I let you talk, and then I tell you what to do. No, no, that's not what <laughs> I let you talk. And then I, I call it like sort of a blue sky period in, in our sort of working relationship where, you know, um, there's no good or bad. There just is. It's very Buddhist. I think, yeah. Right? yeah. So I, I say, you know, every idea is like a passing cloud. Uh, you know, it comes, it goes. Some of them linger. Um, sometimes it evaporates. But we acknowledge the clouds coming. We acknowledge the passing of them. We acknowledge it all because everybody wants to be heard, right? And then eventually the clouds either stay or they evaporate. And those are the ones that you sort of, you know, see like, oh, I see a muffin in there. <laughs> or, oh, I see a red sports car. You know, like the thing, the, there are the things that if they linger, they, they tell you, okay, there's something a little more to that, right? So we delve into that. Right, it's like therapy. Well, I see, I see nothing but blue skies for your future. Thank, uh, you. thank you for coming by on the show today, Tony. Again, check them out me. at Happy Glenn on Instagram, and I think you're going to see. I've seen these photos before; they're pretty spectacular. And I don't know, hire him. I think I'm going to have him decorate my apartment. Yes, maybe. I don't know. Everyone, have a good night. You bye bye. <laughs> Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.